Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now we are a proud member of the 143 podcast network well hello slurds i've got a little announcement for you the Cheers to Comics podcast is now proudly affiliated with NSCLiveTV.com. That's No Signal Comics. NSCLiveTV.com. And what is NSCLiveTV.com? I'll tell you. It is an all-around comic book channel. You, it's a, you go to this website nsclivetv.com and you're going to be given all of these options and different channels. Uh, for instance, the Cheers to Comics podcast, I believe, is channel 34. So, yes, there's there uh, we're one of the first podcasts on there, but uh, as far as other comic book needs, everything from live auctions to uh, other distributors, and, I mean, it is an all-around comic book website for collectors and enthusiasts and readers alike. So, once again, Cheers to Comics is super stoked to be affiliated with NSCLiveTV.com, and I, I think you should check it. I don't think. I don't think. I know you should go check it out. Uh, links are all in the description, but yeah, it's easy. NSCLiveTV.com. Your home for the best in auction action. Slurds and welcome back to the Tears to Comics podcast. I'm your host Brian Wayne, and this is a very special Creator Corner. This week, once again, we have another heavy hitter. You know him from books like Bitterroot. He's done work uh, books from Marvel. He did Black Panther. He did some of the Civil War stuff or Civil War Two stuff. I mean, uh, he's just—he's got a fucking movie in development based off of one of his books i talk about him all the time i get all of his stuff chuck brown uh i've been following this guy for a while he was another long-term goal that i just managed to land this <laughs> this year so very very grateful for that uh we i got lots of cool stuff out of this out of this conversation i really did uh the biggest one being an official exclusive from Chuck Brown himself on a book that he has not officially announced yet until now on the Cheers to Comics podcast. So we'll 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 dive into that. We're definitely going to talk about that. We're going to talk about everything. This is this was a whole lot of fun, and I hope you enjoy. How are you, man? I'm doing well, man. I'm doing well. How are you? I'm I'm excited for one and uh, thrilled for two. I could keep going on. I'm great. 
I really am. I'm, I'm so happy to have you on here. This is uh, this is actually a goal that I set way back in the beginning of the podcast. I opened up Bitterroot and said, we need to get Chuck Brown on the podcast way back when I even had a co-host. And he said, you're not getting Chuck Brown on this podcast. Well, here I am. I've got Chuck Brown on this fucking podcast. And whew, I'm excited. I know I've got a lot of listeners that are really excited for this. So we're, we're going we're gonna to dive down into your brain. We're going to figure out what's happening. And we're, gonna, we're just going to try to know everything. So right, right on, man. Um, I like to, like to kind of take it back. It's just... Kind of to the beginning, and uh, what get to know where it all stemmed from, and uh, where where comics first kind of became a part of your life, and at what point did you realize this is what I want to do? Well, I mean, I think a lot of people it started kind of with Saturday morning cartoons, you know. Um, watched a lot of Spider Man into Amazing Friends. Um, my brothers had a few Batman comics playing about here or there, but I never really went to. A comic book shop until I actually was in college, man. Um, I used to get all my comics from, I guess, the pharmacy or the grocery store. They used to have little spinning racks in oh, the yeah. shop. I'm not sure if you are or not, but um, when I was a kid, we had little spinning racks, spinning racks into the in the, in the pharmacies, and you used to kind of get your comics from there. And it was a bit more accessible than they are now. Um, <clears throat> when I was around twelve or so, my brother dumped whole bunch of comics on my bed that he had got from his job and um that was really when i got exposed to a whole different variety of books and um i was just a fan for a very long time i used to create comics I used to create characters give them names and origins and abilities and eventually um i started writing small stories but i never really saw myself as a writer right and, and again it wasn't until i went to college and i met like-minded people to where i started considering myself as a writer and actually trying to do it and trying to break into the industry. So I got kind of a late start, honestly, as far as Well, there's, there's, there's nothing wrong with a late start. I mean, I mean, especially in this industry, we've all proven that, you know, I mean, Stan Lee said, you know, he didn't get started until he was 40. Right. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, to, to discover it, you know, even at your, your college years and all of that, that's, that's still really not all that late. You've had plenty of time to ingest this, this medium, and it really doesn't take long, to be honest. I mean, you can, you can ingest a lot of this in a little bit of time with, a whole lot of effort so um but yeah so uh, you you've obviously been doing this uh, this has been a part of you for uh some time now uh at what point i mean you were reading you know it was, uh, i'm assuming it was starting out with you know like you said the spider-man and the, the the big two when did you when did indie comics kind of become a thing for you because that's that's where i find that you're just you're you're changing you're changing things in that industry man well i decided i wanted to break into comics you know like i said in my, in my early 20s, so um, I really didn't know how to do it. So um, I think with being another writer, we realized that we can't just go to a con and get work. We had to produce work. We had to have a living, breathing resume. So that's when we started putting out our own stuff. You know, we, we worked with other artists and makers that really wanted to be out there. And we assembled our own books. We learned the business side. We took them to cons. Um, we hustled best we could. And we just kind of carried ourselves as professionals and put all our stuff out there on our own. Um, still didn't really get, still wasn't getting work. We realized we were getting to tell the stories we wanted to tell on our own terms. Gotcha. Uh, well, yeah. at, at what point? Uh, what, what was what was your big break? At what point were you actually discovered? And you know, you you, you made it out that you got a book published. You know, you don't have to to, to pound as much pavement anymore. Uh, at what point was that? I'm still trying to break in, man. I'm still struggling. <laughs> oh no, dude, you're you're. <laughs> 
I, I guess it was a it was an indie book I published uh, called uh, Trench Coat Cigarettes and Shotguns. Uh, it's kind of like demons and mafia mixed together. And uh, okay. I had published that, and I was kind of taking it to cons of my own. And it was a small publisher called Asylum Press, and they were actually the first people to actually publish me outside of myself. And I actually got you know paid for that, and they distributed it for me. So that was kind of really the first thing. That's the first time I was recognized as. Um, as a professional, as someone else saw my work and wanted to put me out there. Um, after that, it was um, Dark Horse with Rotten Apple and um, Sanford Green. I did 1,000, um, kind of put it together ourselves and got published by Webtoons and it's kind of just gotcha. snowball from there. Right. So so you've been with Sanford Green for a minute then. Um, uh, yeah, that's that's definitely something I want to touch on because, I mean, you got uh, the, the, the Bitterroot Boys. <laughs> how, uh, how, how did you find all, uh, each other? Because it's, it's, it's kind of... It's like the uh, it's the indie equivalent to your Schneider Capullo. It's just the team that just it's associated together. And the Bitterroot Boys. Oh man, this has been. <laughs> I'm telling you, I love this team. So, uh, yeah. How how did you how did you find David and Sanford? Um, well, I was I had a lot of ideas that was kicking around. Um, whatever it was uh, a family, a black family in the Harlem Renaissance that hunts and cares monsters and um. I was developing it for a while, and then um, Sanford got interested. He did all these amazing designs, and we were going to put it out and keep it kind of flowing, and Sanford kind of got that power man and Iron Fist. So he stopped and focused on that for a while with Marvel. Built this great relationship with David. I always looked up to David, really inspired by him, and then we kind of all got together from there, and David came aboard to help develop um, Bitterroot, and here we are. <laughs> You're here, man. That's for sure. Oh, um, You know, let's let, let's... Let's talk about Bitterroot, because it really, when I do my yearly rundown and I give the whole, I'm going to put out tons of polls, and I, I I have no problem just going, coming out and saying what my pick of the year is for best news story. Uh, first off, you were screwed in the Eisners, because this was a landslide, I mean, I think this was the most obvious thing possible, Bitterroot. For sure, was just mine. It's. I mean, I. I I'm gonna be perfectly honest. I opened this up as a number one because you know you you you, you do that with image books, because you never know. <laughs> and um, I, I I didn't expect myself to be the audience for this, but I'll be fucking damned if I did not fall in love with this book, from the very beginning. Everything about it. It's it's so it's eye opening. It's entertaining. You immediately immediately recognize the characters everything in the character designs the, the they all have their individual voices from the first moment they're all on panel you know who it is you could see these characters off panel and if there's a talk bubble you can almost still tell who's talking because they're the voices are so on point i'm sorry just this whole everything about this book just oh it, it's it's earth-shattering stuff i there's i i can't say enough good things about it man thank you well, man. Uh, I, pre- I think i appreciate it man it, well, it really is a really a true collaboration. Um, what you see is you see the basically all of us putting all our all our all into these characters and into their voices. Um, David coming on board was a was a godsend. He really helped put this book where it needed to be. So um, yeah, thank you. I appreciate it, man. Oh, well, no, thank you necessarily. The the the, the content speaks for itself. Um, so you've got the first arc out, then you put out that awesome one shot uh well i'm like the name of it's escaping me though the the special yes yes yeah. oh man <laughs> it was uh that as if bitter root wasn't good enough already then you took you you just you brought in this whole other 
Uh, I, this isn't my spoiler-based podcast, so I don't want to give too much away, even yeah. though it's out and I should have read it by now. But uh, yeah, um, what when's Arc Two happening, man? Um, February nineteenth, man. Issue six will be on shelves February nineteenth. Oh man, that's exciting. Yeah. That's so exciting. <laughs> well, the the, the 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 trade's out for sure, and uh, does the trade include that that one shot as well? No, it doesn't. Um, okay, no, out. that's. The second trade likely will include the Red Summer Special. Ah, all right, cool. So it still will be able to be found because I'm sure it's a hard book to find single issue. Not for me. I mean, I was on my pull list, so <laughs> I, I, I got it easily. But uh, yeah, all right. Um, well, I, I, before I, there's there's definitely a lot more to talk about with Bitterroot um, uh, on a, on a whole level beyond comics, and I, I definitely want to touch on that. But it's still kind of I, I want to touch on your work with Marvel, man. I mean, you you've you've been discovered, and I can actually say that my reintroduction back into reading comics was during Civil War too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have every single uh, I have every single tie-in that was uh, involved in that that run, and that's that's a lot. So naturally, I was exposed to uh, your your writing very early with Choosing Sides. Oh, and that was that was good stuff, man. So, at what point did uh, did did Marvel reach out to you? How did that come about? What was that feeling like? For one, uh, you know, I mean, you went from pounding pavement and hustling to now you got yourself a Marvel book. I mean, it was what's right. that? It was just uh, you know, like you said, it's just years of just knocking on that door and putting out my own stuff and going to cons and talking to editors and meeting editors and you know, hoping something will come about. And I think Axel Alonso was in charge at the time. Um, and just trying to get with him over and over again and playing playing email tag and so finally just you know that one of the editors just hit me up and said, Hey, we have something um available, you know, pick a character. We have an anthology. So oh. I just assumed that I assumed that, you know, I had to pick like, you know, B list characters. He was like, No Spider Man and no this and no that. And I was like, Okay, fine. So I picked a bunch of B-list characters or C-list characters, honestly. And then I threw Punisher for the hell of it, because that's what I really wanted. And I just assumed I would. I just assumed I wouldn't get it. I knew I wouldn't get it. He was like, "Yeah, we can do that." And I just like shit my pants when he said that. So that was just a dream to to write to write the picture, you know. And um, I've heard I've heard like um, you know, I heard, I know it's different working for one of the big two. And um, you know, I was a little worried about that, but it was a really smooth, really good experience. I had a really great editor, a great editor, Chris Robinson, and um, I really put out a really fun six pages, man. I really enjoyed it. I really did. You, you, would you say that having a, the editor is really kind of the experience maker uh, going over to the big two from your from your experience so far? Do you think the editor is, uh, I mean, they got to have a huge part because if you have a crap editor, I would imagine that you're, or, uh, you know, a, a not fun editor, we'll put it that way. I don't want to say any of them are crap, but uh, an editor that you're not meshing with, I would imagine that that would really sour your uh, experience, or would, as the creator, do eventually, you know, if, if you bat heads enough, does Marvel say, okay, well, now we're just going to switch this up? And uh, ha, ha, what, what's what's that experience like? Or is that or is that something really, you haven't? I've, I've never had a bad experience. Um, That's awesome. I, I, I haven't had a whole lot of work with Marvel. I did, you know, I did the Punisher, and now I'm doing Wolverine again, and it's also mm-hmm. Chris Robinson. And I've done I've done a bunch of um, the custom comic stuff. You know the um, Marvel Heroes that's on Disney Plus. I did some of those comics and um, with those guys, those guys are real cool. Um, right. It's a lot of it's a lot of back and forth. It's a lot of it's a lot of changes. Um, a lot of different drafts, but um, it's work, but it's fine. 
But um, I really haven't had a whole lot of negative experiences so far, you know. Um, every editor, even you know the indie stuff, my image stuff, um, my own stuff, all the editors that I've worked with, they've all been really great and really helpful and really essential to the process. They really don't get enough credit in the comic book industry about how important they are, you know. Um, their analytical skills are just insane and they're really great people. So, um, yeah, I've always had really good editors myself, personally. Right on. Well, that, that, that's assuring to hear because, I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of aspiring creators out there that are listening to this podcast, too, with a notepad out there. Well, don't, mean, get, don't get me wrong. There are some bad ones. I've heard stories about people that don't clash and don't get well and books get canceled and people get fired and they pay, play favorites and stuff like that. But um, I've been pretty blessed so far. Now. You know, I haven't had any problems. So. Right on, right somebody, on. Well, somebody don't like me, I don't know about it, you know. So, but I'm good. Well, that's know? cool, cool. I don't, I don't see who could possibly not like you, man. I've this you'd is. Be yeah. You'd be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess this is comic books. People dislike <laughs> things just to dislike things, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh oh, man. So, uh, you well, let let's kind of transition into some some stuff you got coming out. You said you got some stuff going on with uh, Wolverine. Uh, why don't you tell us a little about a little bit about Marvel Voices? Um, Chris Robinson, the editor at Marvel, um, putting together Marvel Voices. It's kind of based off of the podcast and some other folks were doing at Marvel, and um, I think Method Man's going to be in that book. Um, Roxanne Gay, and um, again, Team Bitterroot, myself, Sanford, and David. Writing a Wolverine story, um, and uh, I'm not gonna. I don't want to spoil too much, but um, yeah, this is a uh, this is a close second to uh, well, it's kind of tied with Punisher, honestly. This is like uh, it was really fun. It was really fun to write. It's a freaking dream come true. Um, we get to even play in um, Hickman's playground that he's created a little bit. So it's been it's been wonderful because I've been all the Hickman stuff, and I kind of drew from that when I was writing the story. And um, Sanford sent me some pages, and that was amazing. So it's um, it, and it'll also be out in February as well when Bitterroot comes out. I'm not sure what date, but um, Marvel Voices, Bitterroot, and On the Stump all come out in February. Oh man, <laughs> February is gonna be awesome. I'm so excited for February. Uh, and I know we can't talk a whole lot about you know, especially with it being a Marvel book, that we can't get too far into it. But it'll be a really fun. It'll be Thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, fun's definitely the type of word that I want to hear to describe a Wolverine book. That's for <laughs> sure. Because we know we get we get we get the dark and we get the brooding and all of that. But a fun Wolverine book is the best right. Wolverine book, in right. my opinion. So, um, well, uh, you've got more stuff coming out. Uh, <laughs> an indie, actually, and this is probably one that I'm the most excited for because I love anything that jabs at politics. Um, that's just how I am. I'm a uh, yeah, I, I I like chaos. So <laughs> something like On the Stump really really speaks to me. Right, right. Well, can um, you tell us about On the Stump, man? Well, um, it's one of the rawest, unfiltered books ever published before um basically it's a world where uh politicians don't debate on the stump they fight in these bloody brutal matches in these arenas called stumps um it's uh, kind of like gladiators meets cults meets mma meets mutants so it's a lot going on but um it's really at its core about you know the um somehow ridiculous that political system truly is in a sense you know i poke fun at 
the whole system, not just one side, you know. So right, and I I, I gather that immediately, you know, and I, I gather that about I mean just from what I've experienced already, I can't see you as someone that's going to just completely uh, divide your audience <laughs> because yeah. you do such a great job of actually uh, taking things that you wouldn't. I mean, a, a subject that one could, uh, from a very very you know, with binoculars, I guess, from a distance, say, okay, this could be a divisive subject. But then you get into it, and like I said, someone like myself falls in love with bitterroot. I mean, it's just, uh, no one would have ever, uh, uh, so with something like On the Stump, I, I, it doesn't surprise me that this is not a uh, a heavy leaning type of thing. And especially when you're trying to poke fun at something, it's easy to, it's easier to just poke fun at everything. Right. You know, it's, uh, why, why limit yourself? There's so much to be made fun of. <laughs> so, uh, um, uh, yeah, no, it's, uh. Uh, well, obviously a political type of thing. Um, what what type of uh, distance do you plan on going with this? Is, is this a, a mini-series, a maxi-series? How is this, this going to work out for you? This is a long going. You know, as long as oh. uh, sales need to where they need to be, it's definitely going to keep going. Um, I, I already have in my head 15 issues, you know, already planned out, like three arcs. So that's definitely going to happen. Um, beyond that, you know, I'm definitely going to try to put out as many as I possibly can. Um, the artist Prezi is amazing. He's doing pencil inks and colors. Um, his stuff is just out of this world, and um, his his imagination is just as violent as mine. And so it, it really works out really well. Um, <laughs> it's really having a fun. And again, all around, like the the editor on it, Shannon, and we work with Shannon and Bria over at over at Image. Um, Eric Eric Stevenson has been really supportive of the book, and um, it's been really fun so far. I mean, everybody's real great. Sanford's doing um, connecting covers um, for the book. Oh, um, man. You know, just cool, just cool kind of having him on board and just, you know, vibing with him, and we're getting on each other's nerves, each other's nerves as usual. <laughs> uh, but it's all, uh, so, um, yeah, most like I said, it's, it's violent, um, it's raw, but there's also a lot of good comedy. It's also a lot of good action. There's this real cool conspiracy theory, but, you know, again, a lot of my stories at its core, you know, I'm, I give you a spoonful of honey to help the medicine go down, you know what I'm saying? So, Oh, man, um, oh, you say words like conspiracy theories in comics, My, I mean, I, you, you, you can't see it, but all of my facial expressions just, like, multiplied times ten. <laughs> it just sounds so much more fun now. <laughs> it's like, you know, like, you know, when me and David write these characters, and you'll, you'll, you'll go, like, reread it, like, a third time, you say, you say to yourself, like, shit, I can't believe this character said this, but you wrote it, they have these voices, they come alive they pop off the page and I, I hope people really enjoy it and relate like to other different people i've kind of placed in on the stump so we'll, we'll see how it goes again february 19th comes out the same oh. day as a bit of root number six yeah oh man you're gonna set the comic book shows on fire that week man i mean you're getting all of my money that's for sure there's not a chuck brown that's book that's come out that i haven't purchased yet and i can honestly say that since oh, since oh, i've man. discovered you as civil war two man I've i've been right there so it's oh well yeah no no need to thank me thank you shit <laughs> I, I love this stuff man i don't i don't do it because you know i feel i, I have to I, I love this stuff you put out good content um so with on the stump are there going to be any uh well hmm how would I say this? Political cameos is this something we could look forward to or is this going to be like i mean obviously metaphorical 
but uh, there'll be yeah. one. There'll be yeah. one on the dance. No, well, how do I put this? Um, <laughs> Don't spoil roughly, anything. <laughs> roughly based on reality, someone you know. Roughly okay. based. Yeah, yeah. Cool. And um, there's actually a lot of a lot of professors that study political science. They'll be doing back matter similar to the back matter in Bitteru. Um They'll be talking about. A lot of social issues related to the comment that go on in the real world as well. So that oh. was kind of fun. That was fun. It was really cool just to see. Because if you write something, you never know people are going to perceive it. And when I started getting all these essays from these scholars, I'm like, oh, shit, they actually get what I was trying to say, yet they were entertained. That- I was really shocked by that. You know, Because I never know. When I'm writing something, I don't know if it's going to suck or not. I'll be honest with you. You know, I write something and I put it out there. You don't know. You never know. <laughs> and when well, I get these back from these people, I was like, oh, my God, they they get it. They know what I was trying to say. And it was, it was, that was really a powerful moment when I got those essays back. So, again, I hope you enjoy those where they enjoy them where they're rooted. Well, the, the the essay that was published at the, the the Red Summer Special on the back of that, I've read it twice, man, and I don't read shit unless there's pictures in between the words <laughs> at some point. <laughs> that was, uh, uh, it was, it was just, and it, it really, I, I mean, I talked about this on the podcast before in depth on how much more that letter or what that letter did to, to really bring out the magnitude of that book to, I mean, just to a whole new level. So yes, these the, the, um, to to know that we're gonna see that same type of essay and uh, you know all of that stuff from uh, oh man, it's just all the more exciting for me to get on the stump. Uh, this is it's, it's already added to the pull list. So you you you've got me now knowing the ongoing and you've got fifteen issues already arced out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh man, this is through image, right? Yeah, it's through image. Yeah, and that's not just through image. Yeah, yeah. Right on, man. Right on. So, well, um, that's that's pretty much what we're expecting out of Chuck 2020, right? So, uh, we, you know, you've got the at least it's mapped out at this point. I'm assuming that your your main focus is going to be on Bitterroot and on the stump, correct? Bitterroot, uh, Bitterroot on the stump, and something else I'm working on now. That'll get an image as well. Um, okay, we'll, we'll, see, is- we'll see how that goes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Nothing that yeah. we could talk about now. Um, no, it's too early to talk about it now. Okay. Uh, no, I, I I get you there. I don't want to get you in trouble, man, <laughs> because I want it to happen. <laughs> well, this this I probably my next book will be a more um a little more kid friendly. Um, oh, yeah, cool. I guess, yeah, yeah. But at its core, it'll be about um this anti intellectual movement we're having right now. Where, um, oh, like an idiocracy type of thing, maybe. Yeah, just some. Um, in real life, like people are like, um, kind of shunning science and and, uh-huh. and facts. Um, you ever heard of flat the flat Earth theory? Have you heard of that before? Oh, have I? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the, I mean, I mean, these, I mean, they're like huge, like freaking convinced Conventions devoted to this thing, man, and it's just it just boggles my mind, you know. So yeah. it, it's kind of it's my book's kind of be kind of talking about that in a sense, you know, about Anton, but also um, it's kind of like if I got the right ducktails, you know, but with humans and and, oh, and weird Because I'm a huge fan of ducktails and adventure <laughs> and world shit, but I'm, I want to do something like that, you know, just like. 
adventure and, and, and kind of Johnny Quest type shit, you know, but my own kind of characters, my own kind of way, and also kind of talking about that movement, you know. Oh, man. Um, uh, kids book or not, this this sounds like something I'm going to be all over. It's like something that, you know, like kids but, can read better Kids can kids can read bitter romance. You know, you're it, absolutely right. You know, it, yeah, you, they totally could. But it has some heavy moments in it. But this is more or less, um, you know, a lot of a lot of cool eye candy. I, I just recruited an artist for this book, and he is really amazing. And I think I think people are gonna dig it. So um, oh, I gotta write it first. I, I've outlined it, but I gotta write it, and I hopefully to get it to Eric. Um, probably get it to approve around. April or so of 2020. We'll see. We'll oh, shoot. Hopefully he'll like it, and we'll see. So we'll see. Right. So we're thinking image then. Yeah, definitely image. Image. Right is, on. Image has been really good to us. So I really like working with image. Um, I can't imagine being with anyone else, but um, yeah, definitely image. Sweet, sweet. Oh man, even more to be excited. See, so, yeah, that's I didn't, I didn't know any of that. That's all brand new news to me. Oh, so. Does, man, no one does. You're, you're the first. Oh. Well, I told one other, one other interview, but you're it, man. You're it. Oh shit, we got it. Oh man, that's. Oh, I'm honored to hear that. That, that that's incredible. <laughs> that's so awesome. <laughs> uh, well, shit. I'm now. I gotta gather myself. I'm all happy. <laughs> Happier. <laughs> uh, well, okay, cool. Um, a, a title in the works, or is it something in the works? Um, flat. Oh man! Oh man! <laughs> um, Chuck, take all of my money, dude. I'm gonna. <laughs> this is so awesome. This yeah. is so awesome. Well, ah, uh, shit. I'm gonna get off this phone and uh, copyright that right now because I said it out loud on, on the podcast. No, I'm just playing. I'm joking. All right. <laughs> Uh, well, I wouldn't be mad at you, man. I wouldn't be mad at you. Um, well, you're 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 setting comics, uh, the, the comic world on fire, particularly Image. Image has got to be so happy to have you and the Bitterroot Boys. Uh, the the work you you get with Marvel has, I mean, like I said, I if it wasn't if Civil War wasn't or Civil War Two wasn't as entertaining as it was to me i probably wouldn't be doing this podcast now so with the work that you had in in it 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 played a huge part on how i took in comics again for the first time if that makes sense so um you're killing it in comics i um you you, like you're gonna get all of my money but bitterroot is doing something massive beyond comics and this is something that i know that a lot of people are very curious about legendary picked you up and there is a feature film in the works and goddamn, i've said from the very beginning the first issue i said when does the movie come out so <laughs> um is what what could you tell us about bitterroot on the silver screen man um, I'm not sure. Maybe some already out there, but um, you know, Ryan Coogler is producing the film. Um, huge. They're at a stage now where they're trying to um, find screenwriters and the director, and then kind of go from there. But um, Legendary is um, very excited about uh, making this movie happen, and they're really dedicated to it. Um, John Silk is really awesome. Um, Disney Hall really working hard about getting this, making this thing happen. And Ryan Cooper's been a fan of the book since um, day one, you know. So um, he's definitely going to 
yeah, so we'll just, um, you know, just <clears throat> kind of waiting and see what happens. So. Cool, man. So it's it's all I'm, I would imagine it's a slow burn at Hollywood in Hollywood and all of that. I don't know the proper terminology. I don't do all that stuff <laughs> in Hollywood. I, I don't know if it's a thing or a place, but uh, um, <laughs> uh, so uh, I mean, I would imagine casting hasn't been a, a thing that's you know in process at this point, right? I don't know. Um, they may have. I'm not sure. I haven't gotten an update recently, but I'm not sure. But we okay. we talked. We have an idea about certain people, but um, all right. Oh man, I could think of so many people that I would just be perfect for so many parts, man. I mean, uh, first off, we need we need I I don't know. Never mind. <laughs> Terry Crews's Berg just sounds all too great, but uh, oh, uh yeah. I, see that. yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> do you do you have a like a number one fan casting? I mean, without getting in trouble or breaking anything or i mean i know you still have to be secret but it w when you went into this you're writing issue one you have to think okay if this were a movie who would i want to play this character if, if there's just one uh, that is out there now regardless of what they're doing i mean who is it when i was writing it, i didn't really think about that honestly um but um what? Oh, man, this is a movie all the way <laughs> I didn't. I didn't think about who would play who, but um, I recently became a fan of um, Atlanta, the show Atlanta. Um, honestly, I I can see that entire cast as a, as in Bitterroot. You know, um, everyone on that show is absolutely amazing. I can see them all as characters in Bitterroot. Honestly, you know, but um, that's just a wish list or a dream. But we'll you know we'll see. Gotcha. Yeah, uh, I know that there's there's a couple on there for sure that I would. I mean, it's that they're, they're casting. It would just be too perfect for Bitterroot. So, man, well, I I definitely wish the best for that movie. I, I think it's gonna. Uh, we we need we need a. Well, I can't say resurgence, but really just a surge in indie films. You know, we've got you know the Bloodshot movie with Valiant. They're gonna try to launch that. We need more indie comic book. A billion dollar movies and i really think that bitterroot could be that movie especially with the way the world is now and how eye-opening this movie is it's not something that's forcing an ideal down anybody's throat it's saying these are facts this is what the fuck things are and check this amazing world that we created that's very fictional but still very um, entertaining on so many levels and enjoy it and you're going to learn something out of it and you're going to feel a way at the end of it and there's nothing i mean that any anybody that talks down on what they get out of this is just broken for they're just broken <laughs> um yeah no i i know that this movie has the potential to to really be that first big billion dollar indie movie and maybe there's been an indie movie that's happened that i'm not thinking of i don't really look at all those numbers i just read comic books but yeah <laughs> and watch movies that are based off of comic books <laughs> um yeah no it's uh this is this is incredibly exciting stuff for sure yeah um well I'm just taking it day by day, man, and just um, well, right now, I just hope it gets made, and I'm, I'm sure. I mean, the movie's in really good hands, so I'm not worried about anything being. I'm pretty sure I'll stay really true to the comic, so I'm really excited about that. You know, seeing what we created on the big screen—that'll be um, that'll be pretty unreal. Yeah. 
Uh, well, I, I have faith for sure, especially with someone like Kugler who understands how important uh, the, the, the actual content is, uh, the source material is what I'm trying to say, how important the source material is. And, you know, yeah. we, if you got someone like him and his his background back in this, I it was as soon as they announced that I was this is good. We're, we're cool. Everything about this is happening. We don't have to worry about them saying, oh, well, uh, process delayed or whatever. And plus, Legendary doesn't fuck around either. They really don't. You remember I mentioned back Punisher when I was, uh, I gave a list of people I want to write, right? The same thing with Legendary. We, I made a meeting with Legendary, you know, all the team good root. We were talking about directors and people want involved. We put Ryan Coogler at the top of the list. But everybody in the call was like, oh, we're pretty sure he's going to be busy next year. Ha, 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 ha. And we just kind of kept flowing. But then the next thing I knew, we didn't have him, which was amazing. You know, that was just unreal. It's unreal. Yeah. Well, it's it's well-deserved. It's it's not it's not a fluke, that's for sure. You know, talent recognizes talent. So you're in good hands. You're in good hands. Um, well, uh you you said that you were I mean you mentioned a little bit about how you know you were doing the Wolverine thing and you're playing in Hickman's universe at all. So you're mm-hmm. obviously reading Hickman. Well, yeah. What else are you reading right now, man? As someone, I mean, what what uh, you're? I think it's awesome that you're of all. I mean, you're you're creating all of this stuff and you still have time to read. Let alone Hickman's very very dense broad universe that he's created. So much awesome stuff in there. Um, really digging Immortal Hulk right now. Um, really Dude. like that. Uh, yeah. Um, there's an indie book. I can't remember who publishes it. Um, called Hot Lunch Special. Have you ever read that before? Hot Lunch Special? No, I have not. But I'm going to write so, it down, though. So amazing. Um, it may be Dark Horse or Image, but it's uh, <clears throat> basically like um, sandwich folks that um, are like kind of like mafia. You know, they, 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 they go back... Hundreds of years where they sold sandwiches and food carts, but they were kind of like mafia associated. So it's like no supernatural oh, magic, just straight ordinary fantastic story, and it's really, really good. It's really good. That's awesome. All right, cool. Let's let's got it down. I'm gonna check that out for sure. So yeah, I, I love that you're all. I mean, you do the you read Marvel and you still read the Indies. Do you read any DC stuff at all? Any of the Black Label stuff? Because that's no. not really anything you have to invest in. That's the cool thing about the Black Label thing. Is it's like a three-issue investment at most, really. I'm not reading anything right now at DC, okay. I don't think. I just I, I read Mr. Marvel. Not Mr. Marvel. Mr. Miracle last year, I think it was, right? Or oh, yeah. That. I read yeah, that. Yeah. That, really was, that was really awesome. Um, <laughs> not really too much DC stuff right now. Okay, so. cool. Right on. Right on. Well, I mean, the fact that you have the time to read anything with as busy as you are is awesome. And then the stuff that you read is, <laughs> I mean, that's that's an investment. You know, Immortal Hulk, that's, shit, that's, I mean, you can't just pick up any issue of Immortal Hulk. You have to be in it. So, that's awesome, man. That's awesome. Well, uh, shit, I, 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 I could go on and on about how much I love all your work, and we could pick it apart panel by panel but i more than anything i want people to have a reason to just go out and see for themselves you know spend four bucks and you're you it's going to be the best four dollars you you spend the money on coming out of a comic book shelf so and we, i gotta i gotta pick your brain we definitely you know knowing that we got a your the love for comics started with the pile of comics being dumped on your bed is that 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 makes me all, all warm inside. That's <laughs> so cool to just have, yeah. 
Um, but uh, well, before we wrap this up completely, do you have any advice out there for the 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 young comic book creators? Uh, not necessarily age wise, just the. Uh, the, the the ones breaking in there any any bits of information because you've obviously shown people how to do it right so you're a person that's worthy doing <laughs> to take knowledge from that's for sure right um I, I guess I, I guess the key thing you said there um, there really is no right way honestly um as long as you love what you're doing and you care about it um just kind of follow that um Try not to focus on, you know, getting picked up by a movie or TV or film or, mm-hmm. or even big, get picked up by a large publisher. Just do it and to just always take a step back from your work and just make sure you're putting out quality professional stuff. That's uh, that's my advice. That's that I, that's that's amazing advice, man. It really is. And um, yeah, <laughs> listeners, listen to Chuck Brown because seriously, <laughs> this guy—he knows how to make a comic, and not just one, several. Well, and if so, you think, and if, if you think you suck, and most of the stuff you're putting out is horrible, and you keep putting out more and more and more, trying to make it better, then you're on the right track. If you think you're stuck, you're you're doing okay. But if you think you're the shit right now, then that's a problem. That's a problem. Bam, bam. Well said. <laughs> Well yeah. said, because there's way too many people out there that think they're their shit, and I've never heard of them. Right. <laughs> um, right. Well, do you have anything you'd like to add before we wrap this up, Chuck? Um, I do not. Um, I just want to say pre-orders are very important in the comic book yes. history. So um, if, you, if you see Bitterroot and you see On the Stump and you think, hey, that's kind of cool, don't wait till February um, 19th to get it. Just go to your local comic book shop and... Please tell them to um, pre-order it for you and pull it aside for you. Um, as far as On the Stump, you can go to onthestumpcomic.com and just um, click and pre-order there. Um, and uh, just uh, please get the books. We pre- and I appreciate your support. Oh, well, <laughs> you definitely have my support, that's for sure. And I'm sure the Slurred Army is going to be all about it too, man, because... Uh, yeah, I, I don't. The, yeah, it, it, the work will speak for itself. I promise. But the pre-order thing uh, is extremely important because that's how we get our second prints and stuff on time. Otherwise, we we don't want to wait two months for the second print to come out because it's gonna sell out when it's Chuck Brown writing it. And, I mean, try to find issue one a bitter root right now. I fucking dare you. It's not gonna happen. Yeah. Not on a not on a shelf. It's not happening. So. Yeah, yeah, it's pre-orders. Yeah, just like Chuck said. Um, man, I <laughs> this has been an absolute pleasure, an honor, a joy. It's been very insightful. We've learned some things. We have learned some things. <laughs> I appreciate the exclusive, Chuck. And uh, man, I I uh, I hope to have you back here soon. Maybe we could talk about on the stump and Marvel Voices later on in the in twenty twenty. Yeah, let's definitely talk about um, you know issue one once it comes out of um, of on the stump and maybe yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're talking flat, man. <laughs> All right. Well, man, Chuck, I, once again, thank you so much. It has been a pleasure, and uh, well, I'll talk to you next year. All right, cool, man. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. Cheers. All right, take care. Well, Slurds, I don't know about you, but I, uh, <laughs> I'm i overjoyed with what just happened here. Chuck Brown turned out to be a swell fucking guy. You know, everyone says, oh, don't meet your heroes, don't meet your heroes, they'll just disappoint you. Well, you know what? Maybe your 
just a fucking asshole, and no one likes you. I don't know. But it turns out my heroes have been pretty fucking cool. Chuck Brown's one of them. <laughs> the dude knows how to he knows how to write a comic. He knows how to how to come up with a story. He is an all around just genuinely awesome guy, as you have found out. So, ah, uh, yeah. I hope y'all enjoyed that. But I gotta make sure y'all support this podcast. I, we gotta make sure this thing keeps going and do so by jumping on Patreon, patreon.com slash cheers to comics for as little as a dollar and tiers ranging on up, making sure you, I, I, I do value your dollar. That's for sure. Very much so. Just by signing up, you're gonna start out by getting stickers. I'm gonna send you some stickers. Awesome. Everyone loves stickers. Plural. More than one. Not cheap. Uh, but beyond that, you're going to get access to all types of bonus content on Patreon, exclusive to Patreon. Uh, stuff that's up early, uh, maybe some raw stuff. We're getting there. We're getting there. All these creator corner episodes and bonus material, it's all going to be up uh, at least four or five days before it's available to the public for free. So, you know, make sure that, you know, you, you, you get... You, I value your dollar very much, as I have repeated numerous times now. If you don't have the dollar, or the the, the, the five dollar, or the ten dollar tier, I get it. It's cool. I'm not judging you. Not a single bit. But I'm still gonna ask for for your review. And if you do both, fucking A. Uh, <laughs> your Apple reviews are very, very important to this show. Those five-star reviews shoot up the podcast in the rankings, and it's easier to discover to the masses. And the more the masses discover the Cheers to Comics podcast, the more content I'm able to put out. So, yeah, jump on all of that. It, like I said, it helps tremendously. Uh, beyond all of that... Uh, yeah, make sure you go over to nsclivetv.com. You you know, I'm proud, proud affiliate with the Cheers to Comics podcast. There's tons and tons of comic book content, and we just keep adding more, and I say we proudly. Uh, yeah, but you can find Cheers to Comics on Channel 34, but you could also check out all types of amazing uh, auctions going on constantly. Any given time during the day, there's always something going on. Uh, and it's, it's beyond all that. It's just awesome comic book content. But overall, it is the best in auction action. No doubt about it. Uh, they told me to say that, but I mean it. <laughs> uh, it it's, it's really cool. So yes, make sure you check out NSC Live TV. And uh, yeah, that, that wraps it up. Uh, y'all slurds, make sure you read responsibly. Cheers, fuckers. This is RJ, Ash, Ray, Brandon, Harrison, and Bronson. We host a Dungeons & Dragons podcast called Realms and Nerds. Some highlights of our show include wreaking havoc in every town we visit, blowing up hot tubs, killing off fan-favorite characters, high necromancers, inappropriate wedding etiquette, and every now and then, actually good storytelling. Join us in the realms of Pridea for fun fantasy adventures. You can find us on Podbean, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or just about wherever you get podcasts.